0: So it's all really around prioritization and what you value. Welcome to the Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking tips, tools, and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses, and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. Driven MoFos, welcome back to another episode of the Underestimated Entrepreneur. All right, so today I'm gonna talk about a post that I shared on my Facebook page and it created some really interesting conversations. And so I just wanted to share some of the conversations around this topic because I think that it's so important and it raises a lot of different thoughts and ideas. So let me read the post first and then let's break this down. Well, the post is this. If your priority is to spend dollars on a car but complain about the price of self-development, your priority is to look good, not to be good. Self-development is an investment in yourself. If investing in yourself is too expensive, then your value will come from others, not yourself. Hence the prioritization on external validation over self-growth. And then what happened was this has raised a whole bunch of different comments. So this was on my personal Facebook page. I'm gonna share it across to the Michael Mojo Facebook page as well. There was a heap of different comments in the threads and it was really, really interesting. And what I found was that the majority of people on my page, I guess, understand That principle, right? So let's talk about value and how you navigate your own value and your own worth in life. So, the first thing that was when I was younger, I used to be completely fucking ignorant. I was an idiot. I used to think that I was highly confident, but the truth was, I was massively insecure. And so, I did a lot of boxing, did a lot of martial arts. I used to go to the gym, lift weights, focus on my diet. But at the same time, I was really insecure. You know, I used to need to be in a relationship, like when I felt like I didn't have a relationship. I felt really insecure about myself. I used to go out quite a lot and I would party a lot, but I'd have to drink all the time just to feel confident. But then at the same time, you know, if there was a problem or something like that, I'd end up in fights and all of this sort of shit. And it was really just a massive insecurity. Like these days, if someone wants to fight me, I don't know what they're trying to prove. Like, unless it's going to be in a boxing ring or something like that, like you want to fight each other on the street. That's so dumb. You know, someone can just come along and smash you with a fucking chair or or stab you or whatever, like there's nothing good that comes of that sort of stuff. And I realize that now because I'm a lot more aware of my own stupidity from being so stupid when I was younger. But it was driven from a lot of insecurity. Then the more that I started doing personal development and self-growth, the more I realized that I didn't know what I didn't know and I lacked self-awareness I lacked the intelligence and the mental and emotional tools to deal with myself. And there was this, a lot of inner dialogue, I guess, a lot of negative thoughts, a lot of bullshit that I would convince myself of, you know, I'd convince myself that I was tired all the time. I'd work like a fucking eight hour day and I thought that I was tired. Now I look back at that and I'm like, people complain about a 38 hour week and how tired they are. Now sometimes, yes, if you're working a 38 hour week and you're in the heat all the time and all that sort of stuff, maybe. But at the same time, I know that I actually enjoy working the heat, like I enjoy training in the heat. And so when it came to renovating our house, I would work flat out for 15, 16, 17 hours a day. Now, yes, it is different because there are different levels of physical exertion and stuff like that. But my point is that your mindset plays a massive critical factor in that. If you're working an eight-hour day in heat, and the whole time you're sitting there thinking about the heat, and you're hating it, and all of that stuff, you're going to burn out pretty quick, you're going to get tired, you're going to get fatigued. But at the same time, there are people who run marathons in extreme heat and they're completely fine because it all depends on their mental psychology. And we've all had days out there, like if you're listening to this, we've all had days where you wake up, you just feel shitty, your mindset's pretty crappy, you don't have the right tools or you forget things and you're a bit ignorant to the tools that you have or the power that you have to change your mindset. And so you just end up in this negative rut and it might be a week or two, and then one day you wake up and you're like, hang on, I've been talking shit to myself, I've been complaining about everything, I've been whinging, you know, I haven't been looking after myself. No wonder why I feel like shit. And then all of a sudden you make a decision to change that and bang, all of a sudden everything changes. You start looking after yourself, you start eating better. All of a sudden everything starts to shift. Your mindset becomes better, you become more powerful within yourself, you make better decisions. So was the shift the diet? Was the shift maybe getting better sleep? Or was the shift a decision to do that shit in the first place? And normally it's a decision. It's the decision-making ability that you have to change your focus and to think differently that changes everything. And I've seen this with professional athletes. Like after having studied you know, over a thousand professional athletes and people who reach the top of whatever they're doing, you'll find that there's a consistent pattern of them being in extreme challenges and consistently pushing themselves until they get an outcome versus the majority of people who, if they're not getting the results that they want or they're stressed out or they're burnt out, they'll start to give up. And they give up just because of their psychological response and their approach to things in life. So anyway, coming back to this, in this thread and in this comment, what I was essentially saying was that the majority of people in our society have been trained. Now, this is a training that happens from your parents, from your environment and the people that you've been around, from the school, the school teachers, from the people that you look up to. Most people are trained to be pretty lazy, pretty complacent, and to think that the priorities in life are something that they're not. So let's break that down. So when I say the priorities in life are what they're not, like most people think that the priority of life is to be happy. Happiness has no bearing on your self-worth. The majority of the time, if you work really, really hard to achieve something, you won't be fucking happy. You'll be pushing to get something done and happiness won't even cross your mind. Like if I'm in the gym and I'm pushing hard, I'm not thinking about my happiness. I'm thinking about achieving something I'm focused. I'm driven. And every time I push that little bit more, my mindset starts playing tricks on me and I'm pushing and I'm pushing. And I think, you know what? After this set, I'm done. Like I'm just going to lower the weights. And then I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. Go a little bit harder. Just, you know, you got five reps out and your goal was five. Let's see if we can push it for six, either that, or we're upping it by two and a half kilos on a squat or something like that. So then you push that a little bit harder. And then when you do, you're like, yeah, I can do this. That there is self worth. I believe that the greatest gift that I give to people is their own self worth. And I do that not from making people happy. In fact, self worth comes most of the time from pushing against people's limitations, which is extremely uncomfortable. And the reason why a lot of people avoid doing my events is because they don't want to get uncomfortable. They don't want to hold themselves accountable. They don't want to push themselves to greater limits. They don't want to do that. So they'll go to some fucking hippy dippy event, and they'll sit around a campfire. They'll cry and shit. Like I see all these guys groups these days of like self-love and self-awareness and these fucking pussies will sit around in a group and they'll all fucking hug each other and like start crying and shit because of their childhood and all this stuff. What the fuck? That's not the thing that helps you to grow. Like, yes, you've got to acknowledge that shit, but you're essentially calling this stuff masculinity when in fact, it's actually using feminine practices. Now there is a time and a place for that shit, right? Right. Like there's a time and a place to heal yourself. There's a time and a place to nurture. But males and or masculine energy has to be very, very careful. If you're a masculine person, you're normally driven to achieve things. You're normally driven to get an outcome. The number one way that I've seen males fuck themselves up mentally and emotionally and have watched men destroy their self-worth, their self-love, their self-respect, their self-confidence is to do shit in a feminine way, especially when they feel like they're broken. And I've had plenty of men who are in the military and also women, by the way, who have come from the military and have considered themselves broken. And then they go and sit in an office of some therapist and they talk about their fucking problems for two years, three years. Then they come to my events and I go, stop talking about your fucking problems. I don't care. Right? I understand that this shit's happened. But that stuff, if you keep thinking about it and you keep reinforcing it and you keep doing this shit is just going to lead to what you've already gotten, which is you feeling broken. Let's stop this. And so therefore, you've got to take an accountability and a responsibility for the results that you want to get in life. Now, every one of us have a potential. Now, that potential is what you should be aiming for in life. The thing that's going to stop you from reaching that potential is a whole bunch of bullshit you've been conditioned to think. And most people are conditioned to think that life is about happiness. Life is about comfort. Life is about ease. But do you know it's so easy to show people that that is not the case, that that is a false myth, And it's easy to show you that when you achieve the results that you want in life, you build the greatest amount of self-worth, self-respect, and also you feel the most fulfilled. And that normally comes from pushing against your own limitations and boundaries. That is extremely uncomfortable. Like that day you walk into the gym and you go, I can't be fucked being here. And you're like, hang on, stop being a bitch, get under the bar, lift the fucking weight. When you do that enough times, you'll walk out of the gym that day and you'll be like, I'm the man, I'm the fucking man. And you feel great about yourself. Or if you're a female and you're listening to this as well, you might walk out of there and be like, you know what, I'm so proud of myself because I did something that I didn't want to do today. And I actually did something. So happiness has no bearing on our self-worth. In fact, for most people, it fucks up their self-worth. Your self-worth comes from challenging yourself, from pushing yourself to grow. Now let's go back to that original post. What I was saying was that the majority of our society have convinced themselves that their self-worth comes from the opinions of others so they would rather go out there and buy a new car and go and invest in a $20,000 liability that they know is going to lose them money so they go and buy a $20,000 car they drive it off the showroom floor it's now worth 15 so if they sold it tomorrow they've got a $15,000 car then from there a year later it's going to be worth 10 2 years later it's going to be worth 9 and so on and it's going to depreciate until that $20,000 car is essentially a $3,000 car that's guaranteed Now, most people have been convinced by society and the environment around them that that's normal and that's okay. Then when it comes to investing in themselves, they're like, hang on, this shit's a bullshit. It's a scam. So I get people who comment on my page all the time. This stuff's a scam. I had some young fucking douchebag the other day on social media commenting on my videos. And he's like, oh, this guy's a scammer. I would never learn from this motherfucker. Hang on, I'm driving a McLaren. You're driving some piece of shit. That's the first thing. But secondly... If you go to that guy's social media his consistent posts are about complaining about shit he complains about the government he's complaining about his life he's just putting out volatile spew all over social media now this is in the last podcast i've spoken about the dunning-kruger effect where sometimes the most vocal and people who seem like they know what they're doing in life are the most ignorant now this person is confident that i'm a scam artist but at the same time he's the most ignorant. Because if you just look at his social media page, it's just sharing puke about how shitty his life is. And then other stuff is like, you know how I won 500 bucks gambling. I don't need to gamble, like I don't gamble money. Why don't I gamble money? Because it's fucking stupid. Now I apologize if you're listening to this and I've offended you because you gamble, but I'm not here to justify the things that you do that make you feel good about your life. That's not what my podcast is about and that's what, not what my events are about. My events are about getting the best outcomes for an individual. And I believe that every person is born with greatness and my job is to help them chip away all the bullshit that's holding them back from getting that result. And unfortunately what happens is that people like this are so unaware of themselves and the things that they're doing in life that they're not even reflecting upon their own lives and their shitty choices that they're making. And then they criticize others who are achieving more instead of asking them valuable questions. And so this is so common in our society. And so my point was on that post was that there are a lot of people out there who will go out and I'm not against buying expensive cars because obviously I love that stuff, but I would have never gone out and bought a half a million dollar car if I didn't have the money to buy it. And there are a lot of scumbags who are online who go, it's probably rented. How much do you think it costs to rent a half a million dollar car? Now, even if I bought it from the, like let's say I took out the whole thing on a bank loan. Let's just think about this logically. The average car loan is probably gonna be about a five year term. That means if the bank have loaned me that money, the whole 500 grand, I still have to pay $100,000 a year for a car. That's crazy for most people. So most people, even if they took out a five-year car loan from a bank, which that's if the bank lends the money on that car, most people can hardly get a $20,000 a year car loan. So I'm not saying that buying a car is a bad thing. What I'm saying is, don't go out and buy that when you say that personal development is expensive, yet you drive around in a fucking car that's a liability. So if you've gone out and spent $20,000 on a car, yet you complain about having to spend $1,500 or $5,000 on your own personal growth, then your priority is the acceptance of others and having other people go, wow, it looks like you're achieving. Wow, they've got a nice car. Wow, they've got a nice home. For most people, those two things are fucking liabilities that are gonna keep them trapped for the next 30 years. They don't even know it, right? And they go, oh, I think I'm doing okay in life. Yet every morning they wake up and they go, I've gotta go to this piece of shit job with an asshole of a boss. And then they justify it. They'll find a way to justify it to themselves. Yet at the same time, every day, they're complaining in their own head about the decisions that they make. That's a lack of self-awareness. When you wake up in the morning and you go, hang on, I keep spending money on all this shit that doesn't provide me any value in life apart from the fucking opinions of people that I don't even care about. Like, why do I care about having a nice car? when I'm not even investing in my own mindset and my mindset is the fucking problem. Like literally I wake up in the morning and my brain's going crazy. It's telling me that I'm a low self-worth piece of shit loser who never gets results in life. I hate myself. I don't like the way that I look. I don't like the way that I feel. I'm consistently negative towards myself. I don't believe in myself. Oh, I know, here's a good idea. Let's go out on Saturday night and get pissed. That'll make me feel better. Awesome. You just gave yourself four hours of pleasure. Great. Now what happens tomorrow? You wake up, hangover, feel like a piece of shit again, you start the cycle again. So now you've got seven and a half days of feeling like a piece of shit loser, yet you've spent six hours or eight hours on the weekend getting pissed. For what reason? Now I'm not saying again, I'm not judging anyone for drinking. Like you can drink however much you want. I'm just saying you've got to have your priorities right in life. And most people don't have their priorities life. They don't understand what they're really wanting from themselves and what they're wanting from life. And they're trapped in this paradigm that has been exacerbated or you know, these ideas that have been given to them in life by people around them of like, well, if you just get a nice house and a white picket fence and a nice car, then you've made it. No, you haven't. In fact, that's the thing that will fuck up your life the fastest for 90% or 95% of the population because most people know that they want more than that. But they can't get more than that because now they're financially trapped for the rest of their life, living that lifestyle. And so my whole point of that post was that if you think That personal development is expensive, yet at the same time, you're repeating the same bullshit patterns that most people have in life because you're trying to live up to the expectations of others who are doing the same thing, who are also fucking miserable. Then don't be surprised if you are going to be miserable. Most people are smiling miserable. And when I say smiling miserable is if you look at their life from the outside, you go, wow, they're doing all right. They got a nice job. Their kids seem to be smiling. Why? Because I look at their social media and their kids seem to be fucking happy. And they seem to have a nice house, which the bank pretty much own 99% of it anyway, because they're in consistent debt. And they will max out their credit to live a lifestyle just to prove to others that they're doing okay. And then when they get just ahead financially, they will go out and buy a little bit more expensive car. And then if they can, they'll get a credit card and they'll go and put all their clothes and shit so they look like they're living a certain lifestyle on social media. This is so fucking obvious. And then this is how most people live, and they live in consistent debt. And when I say debt, not good debt, I'm talking about bad debt. I'm talking about buying liabilities that depreciate their whole life, right? Not just depreciate financially, I'm talking about their whole life. So their gutters fall off their house, shit starts to rust, things start to rot, they need to replace things, that's common in, you know, when you live in the house that you own. That's a depreciating liability. For most people, their houses that they live in are a liability. No matter what the fucking banks say, and no matter what douchebag financial experts say, your house is a liability for most people because it traps them. They can't do anything. They go, I want to go overseas. I can't. I want to grow my business. I can't because all my money's locked up in my house. Now they're stuck. And then they have kids, and then they go, shit, now I've got to put them through school. And they want to put their kids through the best school because you know, they value being a great parent and whatever. So they try to give their kids everything. But at the same time, it just puts them into more and more debt and keeps them trapped financially. So now they can't live the life that they want to live because they're doing everything for their kids and they're doing everything for the approval from other people. And so they can never expand and it just keeps them trapped. And the number one thing that's going to get them out of that is their mindset. Yet when they have the opportunity to grow mentally and emotionally, they don't do it. And so some of the feedback that I got on that post was someone posted and they said, you know, people shouldn't have to go into debt to do self-development. And my whole thing was, why not? Because if you've gone into debt to buy a house, are you saying that your house is more valuable than your mindset? Because I can tell you which one will fuck up your life faster. It'll be your mindset every time. And I also can tell you the one that will pay off your house faster and it will be your mindset. Very rarely does the house that you live in give you very much in life. Like, yes, it gives you safety. Yes, it gives you security. 100%, I agree with that completely. But at the same time, it can also be the thing that traps you the most, it can be the thing that makes you get stuck. Yet, Australians especially and Americans have been convinced by the banks and the government who make the fucking money out of you owning a house. You owning a house means that the government get more taxation because you're gonna work harder to try and pay it off. But at the same time, you're also going to be giving that interest to the bank. So the banks keep telling you and reinforcing that the greatest asset that you're gonna ever own is your home. Why? because the banks get fucking rich off your stupidity. So just be very very careful of that. Don't listen to the banks. We saw what happened in 2008. The banks are fucking scams, right? Now, if you use banks, great, but don't let banks use you. Okay? My grandmother told me when I was younger, and my grandmother, you know, is one of the most influential people in my life, especially financially. You know, and for many, many reasons, you can go back and listen to my podcast about why. But she said, don't put your money in the bank. By the bank. And what she meant was go buy shares in the bank because the bank will then pay you money instead of you paying your money to the banks. Now, most of the time, banks will just rip you off. That's what they are. They essentially, as I own shares in some of the largest banks in Australia, and I own not a shitload like as a large holdings, but I own quite a bit. I now get paid by the banks instead of me then using the banks to buy liabilities. So that's why I can go out and have nice cars and shit like that is because I own part of that bank who then pay me money based on people getting loans and stuff like that because they make huge amounts of profits. You know, they make billions of dollars per quarter, well, depending on what bank you're with. Where does that money come from? It doesn't just come from the thin air. It comes from them lending money. And so the more they can lend money, the more money they make. Don't be ignorant to this stuff. And so a lot of the time people think that they're successful in life when they buy a house and have to pay back money to the bank. They also think, that having a big TV and having you know a nice car or having nice clothes is the thing that makes them get ahead in life. And it's not. It just gets the appreciation of others because people go, wow, you look like you're doing okay. And that very rarely comes from many people anyway. Most people don't give a fuck about you at all. And the more that you achieve and the more successful you look, the more they become resentful because they're living a shitty existence as well. And I see this on my own social media platforms where you know, I thought the more that I achieve, the more people are going to appreciate me. The more I achieve, the more I just piss people off because they've got to look in the mirror and go, fuck, I'm not achieving. This guy's a dropkick, got kicked out of school. I ended up going back to school, but I got kicked out of school, had learning difficulties, all of that shit. And wow, look at what he's achieved. I'm a loser. Actually, hang on. No, that makes me feel uncomfortable. Now nah, he must be doing something wrong. He must be doing something illegal. And so then they find ways of justifying why you're a piece of shit. So there's all these people out there who are trying to get the appreciation of others to build their own self-worth, but it's the worst, shittiest way to build your own self-worth because people can then destroy and take away your self-worth by their comments and their feedback and their negativity about you. When you have your own self-worth and you love yourself and you know what you're here doing, you don't give a fuck about them because you go, you know what? I woke up this morning, I went to the gym. I went to the gym when I didn't want to go to the gym and I built my own self-growth and my own self-power within my own mindset that makes me confident. I don't care about what you think. And then from there, you go and you work hard all day and you keep working and you push yourself. And then someone comments and they go, oh, you're probably doing this and that and you're probably doing illegal or whatever. However, they justify that they're not achieving financially or they're not getting ahead in life. And you sit there and you go, fuck, you don't even know what I've had to go through because you start to believe in yourself and you start to back yourself. And so those comments just start bouncing off you because internally, you know your value and you know your worth. The fastest way to build that is by working on yourself, by diving deep into your own mindset, by knowing the levers to pull and the gauges to turn in order to get the results that you want in life. And most people don't know those tools. Most people have no idea. And even if they've done a lot of personal development and read a lot of books, they still don't know shit. In fact, recently I just had a person come to one of our events. He has worked with one of the biggest motivation speakers on the planet for the last 15 years. That's where I met him at one of those events. And he came to one of my events and he said, shit, this stuff is like, completely different than the stuff that I've been taught for the last 15 or so years. And he said, the other stuff's great because it gets you motivated, but the motivation wears out. Whereas your stuff, you're actually teaching people to actually figure out who they are, what they wanna do, how to get the best out of themselves and how to build their own self-worth so that they just know the path that they're on, what they wanna do, how to be inspired, you know, and how to just keep doing them. I honestly believe that most people don't need to be motivated. Motivation, shit, it comes and it goes. If you wake up in the morning and you need to be motivated to do stuff, you probably won't do it for long. And so you'll have these cycles of self-sabotage and self-defeat. Whereas when you wake up in the morning and you've got a cause and you've got a mission and you know why you're here, you just get up and you get shit done because that's what you're here to do. And you know that that builds your self-worth. You also know that that builds your self-confidence. The more self-confident you are, the more self-worth you build. The more self-worth you build, the more self-confidence you build and off you go. Normally, if you've got high self-worth, you'll back yourself to go and do new shit, which then builds competence. And that competence builds confidence the reason why most people lack confidence is because they just don't back themselves and they don't back themselves to do things enough and consistently enough in order to build a competence. You can't have confidence without a competence, right? You've got to develop a skill first, right? If you're shit at something, you're not going to have confidence at it. And if you do, you're probably fucking unaware. Whereas when you're aware enough and you go, right, I'm going to do this, I'm going to suck at it, I'm going to be shit at it, but I'm going to stay consistent. When you do that stuff, you actually build your competence, which then essentially you go, hey, now I'm good at this thing. And so then you'll do it. And then you'll stop doing the shit you're not good at, which is what most people spend their whole life trying to do, is that they try to do stuff that they're not good at and which is outside of their values, their mission, their purpose, because they've been taught the wrong shit from the wrong people consistently. That's why our stuff is so different. It's about creating accountability and understanding who you really are, which is why most people need a clearly defined success map, which is based on their own unique skills. So unless you know how to tap into an individual's mindset and cut away all the bullshit that's not them, which is all the bullshit expectations, all the you know self-worth stuff that has been with them since a kid. Unless you break away all that stuff, a person will never get the best out of themselves. You look at the greatest achievers on the planet, they're confident, they're competent, and they know what they're good at and they know what they're not good at. They delegate the shit that they're not good at or they just don't do the stuff that they're not good at. They hire people or delegate the stuff that they need delegated. And then from there, they just get on with life. They don't try to be everything to everybody. They also know that they're not going to make people happy all the time. I mean, Elon Musk said this recently in an interview and I thought, this guy gets it, right? He understands exactly the principles that I teach, which is why I teach them because I've studied over a thousand of the most successful people on the planet and they all have similar patterns. And he said, I'm always getting criticized on social media. I get criticized by the far right and I get criticized by the far left. And if he said, if you just chip away all that bullshit, you just see that there's a nice sort of middle ground in there somewhere. And he said, so I try to make my decisions on the middle ground. I don't bend to the far right in politics and I don't bend to the far left. Because both of them are just completely out of whack. And no matter what I do, I'm going to upset one of them either way. And so he said, when I realise that I'm going to piss off both parties, or I'm going to piss off a bunch of people on both sides, that's when I know that I'm doing the right thing. He's smart. He gets it. Now, in your own life, if you're consistently trying to please everybody, you're fucked because you're bending to all these people with all these different imbalances. And most people, if you go and look at Carl Jung's work, he describes this thing called the id. And it's where the word idiot comes from a person who is driven by their impulses and their fears or their instincts. So the majority of people in our society are completely impulsive, they're reactive, they're fear-driven, they worry all the time about shit. So if you're consistently bending when you're trying to achieve something great in your own life, you're bending to a bunch of fucking idiots. That's what it comes down to. And so that's gonna pull you down into being driven by idiots. You're essentially gonna let idiots rule your life, which means you're probably one of them as well. I know that that's gonna upset some people and whatever and it's probably going to trigger some of you, but I hope that it does because I hope that some of you are smart enough and self-aware enough to sit back and think about this and go, you know what, that's exactly right. Like I keep bending to fucking idiots on social media or I keep bending to idiots around me. Like just because my parents don't want me to do something doesn't mean that they're right. It might mean that they're reactive, that they're worried about what other people think as well and that's not how I wanna live. So I'm here to break the patterns of a family dynamic which is incorrect, I'm gonna do me. I know all my family and Jess's family follow me on social media. In fact, I go up to Jess's parents sometimes and they'll say things like, oh, I've seen your post on social media or I read this or I watched one of your interviews or whatever. And I sit there and the first thing that comes up is like, oh fuck, what did I say? There's part of me that worries about what they think because I don't wanna trigger them or upset them because they're beautiful people. And for them to invite me into their family the way that they have is incredible. They're amazing, beautiful people. But I also say shit that I know is probably triggering as well. And also stuff that might upset them. When I have that first feeling that comes up, I check in with that and I go, did I say stuff that's untrue? Or did I say stuff that's true to me? Did I say stuff that was correct and valid and maybe they're triggered by it? Or maybe it's upset them because maybe it's made them reflect on their own lives and whatever, I'm not sure. But I know that I say shit and I put stuff out on social media all the time that are probably, my family will probably read it and it will upset them or trigger them or whatever because they have different ways of thinking about things. My goal is to help everybody to step up in life. And I know that the more that I have changed in my own life and the more that i push my own boundaries, the more I see some of my family members pushing their own boundaries. I don't need to tell them to be better. I don't need to go out there and preach to them and all that shit. I just do me, right? My family never took me seriously. They just thought that I was a fucking joke for a long, long time. I always felt like the black sheep in my family. And you can go back and listen to other podcasts about this as well, where I talk about this. But believe me, When you rock up to a family function and you've got a fucking McLaren, I did this in my auntie's wedding. Jess and I went, we're both dressed nicely and stuff. We rock up. I get out the McLaren. All of a sudden, half of the fucking wedding party all come and they want to have photos in the car. My auntie comes and has photos in it. Do you think now they're still thinking that this is the bull bag who doesn't know what he's doing in life? Or do you think now that they're looking at that going, fucking hell, I wonder what he's doing? Like, shit, maybe I should listen or maybe I should pay attention a little bit more. So at first, want to get the results, but no one will take you seriously, that's normal. But when you start putting things on paper and people start to see the results, and I'm not saying it's about the car, but when you start showing the world your results, some people start to pay attention and some people start to ask questions and some people start to watch from a distance. But the greatest gift that you can give the world is to be the best that you can be, right? That's it. Like, if you've got kids and you're listening to this, and this is hence going back to that post again, if you're not investing in your own mindset and yourself, and you're not getting the results you want in life, what are you doing? What are you spending your money on, right? If you're going out and having a great time on the weekend and all that shit, that's great. But now you've gotta go back and make that money again because you're not getting the best out of yourself. The best thing you can do is invest in yourself. And I swear by this shit, and this is exactly the post that I was making. I spent a million dollars on personal development before I made my first million dollars. Since I made my first million dollars, I have not made under a million dollars in a 12 month period. Okay, that's just how it is. When I tell people that, they're like, I want to be a millionaire. And I'm like, cool, here's what you need to do. Go spend as much money as you can on personal growth over the next 10 years. And they look at me and they're like, oh yeah, okay, And then they walk away and they go buy a fucking coffee and they go buy tickets to whatever music festival is coming up. Most people these days will go and, you know, get their Botox, lip fillers. They'll go get their hair done. They go buy a nice new clothes, you know, and even a lot of guys are doing this shit these days. They'll go get their eyebrows done. They go get their fake tan. There's a couple of hundred bucks down the drain, easy. And then they go, oh, I can't afford to do personal growth and personal development. Why the fuck did you get all that other shit done? Why? Because you try to make yourself look good. Why do you want to make yourself look good? Probably because there's probably a fair whack of insecurity in there, right? And I'm not saying that looking good's not important. Like I enjoy looking good. But my point is, do you want to look good or do you want to be good? Because if you want to be good, maybe feeling like shit for a little while is a good thing. Maybe investing in things that are going to make you better is going to be a good thing. And maybe looking like you're a bit of a loser for a while is going to be a good thing. Because when you come back and you show everybody that you're so much better than they could have even comprehended, they'll stand there scratching their fucking nuts going, how did that happen? And I had this from so many friends. I got so criticized and all that because I was spending all this money on personal development. And everyone's going, what are you doing, dude? You're not getting anywhere. Even my family, you pulled me aside and they're like, dude, you keep going to all these seminars. What are you doing? you're not getting the results you want, like why? And I'm going, I am getting the results. But just like a seed, a seed, the first thing that happens is when a seed starts to crack open. So you plant a seed under the ground, you water that fucker, you give it sunlight, you water it for a while and nothing happens. But what's happening is the seed cracks and it starts to grow roots first. It doesn't grow the stem first, it grows the roots first. The roots start coming out and they start tapping down. Because if you have a seed, That then starts to grow the stem first it becomes too heavy and it topples and it falls down and then it doesn't grow so the roots have to create the foundation for growth first now most people don't think about this they go i want the growth but they don't want the foundations so if you're not growing your mindset you're only going to grow to the point that you'll topple and most people grow their lives and they grow their businesses to a point where everything just falls apart and then they keep trying to build it again and they build it again the exact same way that they built it before things topple everything falls apart and then bang them back at the same position Have a look at their whole lives. The average business doesn't have more than four staff in Australia. Why? Because most people can't grow a business that doesn't rely on them because they don't build foundations in their business. They want to make all this money. They want to have the lifestyle, but they don't want to work on the foundations. Why? Because the foundations are boring and no one gives a fuck. That's why. Why don't most people get the results that they want in life? Why? Because the foundations are boring. Going to seminars and going to events and working on your mindset and actually having people that hold you accountable. Real fucking coaches not the coaches that are out there that are all the little pussies that want people to like them. Cause that's the majority of the coaching industry. I want to make people feel good. They should get the fuck out of the industry. Go sell fairy floss and shit to kids. Go and be a wiggle. Cause that's what wiggles do. They stand up there. They make kids feel good and shit. If you're working with adults and you're a coach, they should feel uncomfortable consistently. Why? Because you're pushing them. Just like when I walk into the gym, I don't want a personal trainer who listens to my bullshit and says that that's okay. The other week, I was feeling a bit crappy, right? I was feeling a bit flat. I've been working hard. We've got one of our events coming up. I was starting on the exercising bike before he comes over because he comes to my house to train me. I'm thinking in my head, so I'm just warming up, right? I just want a light session today. You know, I've got some sore calves. I started running again. And in the workout, there was a bit of running again. And I was like, you know, I've got some sore calves and shit. And anyway, he rocks up and he's like, all right, cool. What's going on? I told him, you know, I've got some sore calves. Can we take out the running and all that sort of stuff? And he's like, nah. And I said, what can we do? And he goes, we'll just increase the volume you'll be all right. Like, let's warm up properly. Let's get everything moving. Let's make this stuff happen. And so he fucking held me accountable. That's why he is a wicked coach and why I'm so glad to have him as my personal trainer because most people would let me get away with that. Now, he understood my problem. He understood what I was worried about. And then what he did was he just navigated it and he's like, right, let's break it up. So instead of doing, at the time, it was a 10 minute ride on the bike for a set amount of calories. I had to hit a calorie target. Then a thousand meter row on the roller. And then it was like, maybe it was a five minute run or something like that. We just broke it up where we went on smaller runs and did better warm-ups. But instead of doing it as one ride, one row, one run, what we did was we did a bike, a small run, a row, a small run. We still essentially got almost the same amount of volume, but it just wasn't at the same length or duration so that then my calves weren't burning out and all that stuff because I did have an injury in them before. So that's what I was worried about. And he held me accountable. After that session, I felt wicked because I was like, fuck yeah, I just did it. Now, if you're not having those consistent fuck yeah sessions after personal development or personal growth or coaching, then you're not pushing yourself hard enough or not getting pushed hard enough. Now, most people don't have those fuck yeah moments. What they have is excitement. They'll come out of there and they're like, I feel so good. I feel so happy. I'm so inspired. They're not inspired. They're elated. They're excited. They have this excess energy, which will burn them out. And then so most of them crash and burn after that sort of stuff because they're too hired, too excited. That's not the shit that gets you results in life. Consistency gets you results, not momentary excitement or momentary highs. That's not real coaching. Real coaching is you committed to this shit. This is what we're here to do. Let's get this shit done. How can I work with you? Like what's stopping you? What are the barriers? What are the bottlenecks? Let's work through this stuff and let's keep going. That's what you really, really, really need. And most people don't know how to get that from a coach. And most people don't also know the tools of how to work that stuff through with themselves. And everybody needs it. I have coaches. Everybody should have coaches in different areas. I have financial coaches. I have my personal trainer, but I've got a whole team who work on my health. For a lot of people who are listening to this, you'll probably justify that and go, oh, well, you're probably lucky because you know, you're know you a millionaire and you get to have all this stuff. Yes. Okay. I am. But if you go back to when I was broke, I still committed a lot of my personal money to my personal growth. So again, I would spend almost every cent that I had on being better. And that meant still going to physios, still going to chiropractors. If you pull up, my chiropractor now, actually I've got three of them that I work with. If you pull up my original chiropractor, Sam, and you say to him, what's the best you've seen, Michael? And what's the worst you've seen, Michael? When he first started working with me, I was fucked, I was broke, I was tired all the time because I was working like 100 hour work weeks, I wasn't resting well, my eating was all over the place, and I was in a pretty bad place. And I was just determined to make this work. And I just kept working, working, working. So he's seen me go through that, but he's also seen me come out the other side but I still invested in that stuff. I still found a way of doing it. I just stopped going out. I stopped drinking. I stopped getting takeaway. I just worked my ass off and I made sure that I prioritized the right things, right? Because I knew what I wanted. And that's the problem is that most people don't prioritize the right things. And so going back to my original post, most people, if they're prioritizing a car, a depreciating liability and buying a house, another depreciating liability for most people, right? House price will go up over time in most cases. But if you have a look at the 10-year period of what they have to spend on interest, on what they had to spend on you know, new bathrooms, new hot water service, all of that sort of stuff over the years, mowing the lawns, gardening, all of that sort of shit, for most people, they don't really get that greater return unless you have an economic boom. So we've just had a bit of a boom in the housing industry. So yeah, there are people out there who over the last two to three years, some people, their house prices have doubled. That's like a unicorn situation but there were plenty of other people who bought houses at the top of the market and they're fucked. Like they're going to essentially take a 30 to 40% hit on probably the thing that's going to be their greatest asset ever, which has now turned into their biggest fucking nightmare because they're going to lose a couple of hundred thousand dollars and they're going to have to stay in that house for the next 20 years in order to make it work, which means now no bathroom renos, nothing because they're fucked. Most people don't know this stuff because they just don't understand it. They just do what everybody else does. They listen to the media. They do all this dumb shit because of the environment that they've been brought up in and they never question it. So my point was that if you're investing in things that are liabilities and you don't know that one of the greatest assets that you'll ever have is your own mindset. And if your mindset is fucking up your life and you're not investing in that stuff, in order to change it, and in order to get the best out of yourself, then you're probably only getting about five to 10% out of your potential. And if you do that and it compounds over a 20 to 30 year period, you're probably gonna end up a miserable motherfucker like most of the people, especially in Australia and globally, right? Well, in the westernized countries, okay? I can go overseas to third world countries and most people are pretty happy with life. Their expectations on their achievements and the things that they expect in life are quite low. Providing they've got family, providing they've got religion, providing they've got a roof over their head and food, they're pretty content. Whereas for most people in the Westernized world, like that's just standard. And then everything else is off of that. So like a house, most people just expect that they're going to have one. And I know that that's changing and some people will say, well, that's not true. But the majority of people, if you ask them, they'll go, yeah, I've got somewhere to live. That's just normal. Like That's expected. So our expectations are so much higher. Most people put so much pressure on themselves to be something more and to achieve something more, yet they don't invest in the thing that's gonna get them there. They go and do shit that gives them immediate gratification of their external peers who look at them and go, wow, you're successful, wow, well done. And I see this happen quite a lot in the corporate industry as someone rises up the corporate ladder. They're essentially trapped, they hate their fucking job, they hate working where they work, but at the same time they keep increasing their lifestyle as they get a wage increase, And all they're doing is they're just showing people that they're successful, but at the same time they feel miserable and shitty. And so there's high levels of drug addiction or drug abuse. There's a high level of alcohol consumption. There's a high level of food consumption. And so there's a lot of people who are overweight or have really shitty health. And then at the same time, you have a look at whether they're enjoying their life and they're not. And their self-worth is really, really low. Even though they might show that they're not that and they show that they're successful and they show that they're powerful, but the truth is they're not. They're really fucked up and they're really lost. And I've worked with people who have been suicidal because they don't know what to do. They've got a persona, which is the mask that they wear, they're showing one thing, and then they've got the other side of themselves, which is you know what's going on internally. So that's their personality. Their personality is what they believe they are and they feel like they're worthless, they're not good enough, they're not achieving all this stuff, they hate themselves, they know that they've made these poor decisions. But at the same time, they're trapped because they've got the whole external world validating them, saying you're successful and you're achieving all this stuff. And so they're fucked now. They don't know what to do. And so suicide's the only option because they don't know how to deal with that. And I've seen this with some business owners as well that I've had to deal with in those certain circumstances when the truth is you just got to keep working on yourself. Like be better, be better every day. That's one of my mottos, be better every day. Make better decisions, make better choices, do better things, learn more, and just keep growing. And you can't do that if you're committing to shit that keeps reinforcing a bad habit. And so, like I said, Most people commit more money into their car than they do their own mindset and then wonder why they're fucked up in their life shit and they can't control their emotions. They're not getting the results that they wanted and so on. So anyway, I know I need to wrap this up because I've been talking for a while now, but I'm pretty blunt about this stuff because I know what it took me to get to where I am. And I have a lot of people who, I guess in a way, look up to me and go, wow, you've achieved this stuff. Like, how did you get there? And I give the answers and most people don't fucking listen because they're not prepared to invest that stuff. They would rather have weekends off There are plenty of people who even invest money with me. They want to come to my events and shit, they'll sign up. And then all of a sudden they just disappear off the face of the planet. And then I look at their social media and shit. They're going away every weekend. They're partying, all of that sort of stuff. Why the fuck did they sign up in the first place? Because there was a point where they knew that they wanted to be better. They wanted to achieve more, but then they've just gone back. They've made a little bit more money in business or in their life. And then they're doing shit that is destructive to their goals. What they want is they want a lifestyle. They don't really want to achieve anything. They want to get the outcome, but they don't want to go through the process. The process is what makes the person. Like waking up every day and having to do shit that I don't wanna do isn't fun. But what it does is it makes me, because I know if I'm gonna achieve something, I back myself to achieve it. Now, yes, things fuck up. Like, you know, last year we had a loss in the business. That sucks. That was like getting kicked in the dick for 365 days. Like I woke up, spread my legs and just got, you know, my knackers crushed by someone in high heels. That's what it honestly felt like. It was extremely uncomfortable. But what I know about discomfort is, Those uncomfortable times, because I back myself and I know that I've got all the tools, I've got the mindset, I will find the learnings and the lessons and the teachings out of all of those shitty experiences so that I can grow from them, I don't get caught in them. I know that it was the best thing that ever happened to me because I became such a better person. I know that I'll never let that fucking shit happen again, and I also know what most business owners go through, so I don't want them to go through it, and I'll give them the tools and the strategies and the learnings that I had so they don't have to which is why I'm so enthusiastic about teaching this stuff. Because I don't really want people to go through shit that I've had to go through that they can easily learn from. Why does someone have to take a couple of hundred thousand dollar hit in order to learn some lessons? When, if you can learn from someone else, like I'd turn to some other people around me, but they hadn't sort of gone through a similar sort of scenario in order to help me with that stuff. They'd give me some advice and I'd put some things in place. But unfortunately, for us, it was a little bit too late. We're in a cycle where we'd already had some problems in the business. We had COVID as well that hit us. And it's just part of the shit that we had gone through, but I'll never let it happen again because I've changed all of our financial structures, I've changed the way that we hire people, we've put in better processes, we've hired some better staff, all of those things just because I was unaware before and I had to get my knackers crushed a little bit in order to learn and to grow and come out the other side a better person. If it wasn't for my mindset tools, I would have been fucked. I would have literally tied a bunch of chains around my legs and thrown a brick off at the end of my pontoon at my house and drowned myself. Not that bad, I never got to that state. But my point was that there are a lot of people out there who consistently feel like shit and don't know what to do about them not getting the results they want in life, but don't invest in themselves. Don't invest in their mental growth. Anyway, Driven Mofos, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Keep crushing it, keep pushing hard. If you've loved this stuff, please remember to share it with your friends and family. And also, if you haven't rated and reviewed this podcast, please do it. I want to keep sharing this stuff. I want to get it out there. I want to help more people. And I really want to hold people accountable to their own expectations in life because that's the greatest thing that you have. You know what you're capable of. I don't know that. No one else does. You know whether you wake up in the morning and whether you're crushing it in life or whether you're not. And if you're not, it's time to change it. And the way that you do that is you've got to start to think differently. You have to break out of what Andrew Tate calls the matrix because most people are just living a life of desperation. They just keep doing the same shit that they've always done. They just keep listening to other people around them. Like... Look at what's happened with a certain cough, cough thing that was going on. And everyone just reacted and responded. People went to the shops, bought a whole bunch of fucking toilet paper for no reason. And the shops are just getting wiped out of all the essential items and all that sort of stuff. Why? Because most people are fucking idiots, right? They go and react to stuff. They go and do crazy shit. Why? Because the media told them so. Very few people sat back and thought about it intelligently, right? Some people did. Some people didn't. I put up a post about it when it first started happening and said, look, most people are gonna look back at this and just realize how stupid they were. And that's the case, right? And now more and more stuff starting to come out that are talking about that there was data, but there was also a lot of misinformation on both sides. There was a lot of misinformation from the government. There was a lot of misinformation around the medical association and medical bodies. There was a lot of misinformation and a lot of people were reactive, even in those areas. So the people that most people were relying upon to make good decisions were still making shitty reactive decisions. And then the people who are listening to that stuff were also making shitty reactive decisions and acting fucking in idiotic ways. And by the way, the word idiot comes from Sigmund Freud's work. The word id means impulsive. I think I spoke about this before. But impulsive and fear-driven. So most people were fear-driven because of a certain situation and scenario, and they reacted impulsively in a certain way. And that happens quite a lot. If you understand human behavior at the level that I do, that I teach at our events like Thrive Time and our Triumph Leadership event and our business events, when you understand this stuff, it becomes so obvious as to why most people never get the results that they want in life. And this also you know, is part of the comments that I was going through on that post because there were people on there going, you know, personal development needs to be supportive and inclusive and all that sort of stuff. No, it doesn't. Because personal development is about personally developing yourself. And in order to develop anything, it is uncomfortable. So therefore, if you're always supporting people, it means you're supporting their shitty habits and behaviors because you want to be light. I don't wanna be liked, I don't give a fuck really whether people like me or not. What I know is that people will like me based on the results that I can deliver to them. And so if I can help someone get better results in their business or in their life, they're gonna like me. If I don't, they're gonna be pissed off. And then there are gonna be a whole bunch of people who don't like me because of the words that I say that upset them, because I've heard something that upsets them and triggers them, because they're unwilling to look in the mirror at themselves and say, I'm the fucking problem. That's just part of the game, and I get that. So I'm not here to be supportive of everybody, I'm here to support people that want to be supported in a way that gives them the best growth and the best growth is uncomfortable. Going to the gym should be uncomfortable. If it's comfortable and it's easy and you go, oh wow, I always enjoy the gym and everything's easy. You're probably doing the wrong thing. If you go to the gym and you walk out of there and you're like, fuck, that was a hard session, but it was wicked. Then you're probably doing the right thing. Growth has to be challenging. Nothing grows unless there is challenge or unless there is stress there, it has to happen. And so personal development shouldn't be fun. It shouldn't be easy. If you want that stuff, Go and sit in with the kids and go and dance around with the Wiggles and all that sort of shit because that's what most personal development is. When you're sitting around being all spiritual and shit and everything's easy and comfortable and, you know, or you're jumping up and down and high-fiving everybody and you think that that's personal growth, go to the fucking Wiggles. Like, go and learn from them because they teach kids some great stuff, but they also do stuff in a fun way because that's what kids need in order to learn and grow. But as adults, what we need to do is we need to develop our prefrontal cortex which is a part of the brain where it looks at more logical thinking and it balances out our impulses and our instincts, which means our fears and our worries and concerns and also our elations, because what goes up has to come back down. And so if we're not controlling our emotions and our impulses and our fears, then we're gonna have this volatile life where we're consistently doing things that are in a reactive way based on fear and impulse. What excites us and shit? That's not a great way to live. It's okay for a while, it'll be fun and it'll be exciting, but it'll be fucking depressive and shit too. If you can crack out of that cycle, you become highly intelligent, highly driven, and that's where you're going to achieve the most because you'll have consistency, you'll have confidence, you'll have competence, you'll have all the things that you'll need to create the best life possible. Anyway, Driven MoFos, please remember to share this podcast and rate and review it if you haven't already done so. Have a great day. Keep kicking ass. Get out there and crush it.